Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Welcome back to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast Recap Edition, joined by my wife, my business partner, my beauty, my favorite person in the whole wide world, AJ Vaden, also our CEO at Brand Builders Group. Today, we are breaking down the interview that I did with Darren LaCroix, who is the 2001 World Champion of Public Speaking from Toastmasters, one of my OG mentors, and really, I would say without a shadow of a doubt, Darren has taught me more about being funnier than anyone else. And it's a, been a huge part in my career and uh, just, a, just a point of learning. So AJ and I are breaking it down. AJ, welcome. Good to see you. Glad to be here. Ready to give you all my opinions. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I'll go first with my first takeaway. You know, we're sharing our, our top three takeaways each. I think one of the biggest things about humor is just realizing and and identifying where are there opportunities for natural humor and not trying to force natural joke, like not, not trying to force unnatural jokes, but just identifying these opportunities. And Darren talks about four ways to identify humorous opportunities, which I thought were so straightforward and clear. And these are, these are F's. They're all F's. So what are your flaws? That's an opportunity. What are your failures? And talking about your failures, people love hearing about your failures. (laughs) What are your firsts? Like the first time you ever blanked and what are your frustrations? What are your flaws, your failures, your first and your frustrations? And, and I think the only other thing I would add to this is that not only are these great opportunities for humor, even if they're not funny, these are great opportunities for stories. So AJ, that I think is going to stick with me as a, as a big highlight from this episode. Yeah. And I know in his interview, he gave some really great examples of how to do that. And I think one of the things that 
really stood out to me is he talked about this and it was it's similar to this because he was talking about, you know, the frustrations, failures, firsts, and flaws. But then he said, uh, learning how to do it in the moment. So one of the things that I wrote down that it's, it's kind of similar to what you said, but I wrote down is that learn how to create humor for specific audiences, locations, industries, or companies. Uh. And then from there, it feels really custom and in the moment. And he tells this a really funny story about, you know, this example is what I remember is the Hacienda G, right? You're at this big convention. Everyone is frustrated about not being able to find this one ballroom, Hacienda G. So he found the frustration, but then he also did it in the moment in real time, which made it way funnier, right? And so I think it's one, it's figure out what is the frustration of the moment, And I think that's really easy because we all have them. (laughs) So I think one of the biggest things that I just kind of jotted down as a great reminder to myself, and I used to do this and I haven't done it in a really long time. I know if you're listening, you can't see what I'm doing, but if you're watching, it's like I used to have this little notebook and I would carry it around and I would write down stories, right? It's like when my kids say the most hilarious thing, it's like as much as I think I'm going to remember that by that Mm. night when I'm trying to tell you know, you Rory about this story. I'm like, wait, what did he say? And it's like really conditioning yourself to like jot this down and be like, I I don't know where I'm going to use this or where I'm going to tell this, but this is just too good not to include somewhere. So I don't forget it. And I think the same thing happens in just everyday life and then being able to filter it through those four F's, but then also really focusing on, you know, to me, it's about a location, an industry, a company or even like a specific audience of a type of people. And I just thought that was a a really good way to make it super niche uh, and also relevant to the people that you're talking to. Yeah. So my second takeaway is very much related to that. I, I wrote down, convey the emotion of the moment. And I think just like what you said, what's amazing is when you write spontaneous humor like that, it doesn't have to be nearly as well That's written. <laughs> yeah. Cause it just like, it's so in the moment and it's so special that, that people, uh, you know, are just completely unexpecting that. And so, you know, I think identifying those frustrations and then also just conveying whatever the emotions are of, of any of those moments. So if you're talking about your flaws, like you have to talk about how did you feel when you made this mistake or like when you had this failure, if you're talking about your first and you're telling the story, you got to share with the audience, what was your emotion in that moment? And because that's what we really relate to. That's the human, the human experience is emotional. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the, one of the hallmarks of a great presenter is that you can move the audience emotionally. You can take them on this roller coaster ride of emotions and Part of the way you do that is just by sharing all these stories from these different parts of your life and just sharing the true, real emotions that were there. Even if it's not funnier, it's more engaging and it, it, it just kind of breaks up this monotonous stream of information that your presentation might otherwise be. So I, that, was a, that, was a, that was a big thing for me. That was my second takeaway. Yeah. So my next one would be is kind of on these same lines and I'll try to make these at congruent points uh, when we can, but it's that humor is probably more about the delivery than it is the words. 
Mm. And I think that's a huge part of it. And I loved in the interview, he was sharing that example of some guy who had memorized all of these Robin Williams jokes, but they didn't land because of the delivery. And it's like, words aren't what necessarily engage people when it comes to stories and humor. It's the emoting, right? It's the vocal quadrants. It's the hand motions. It's the facial expressions. It's everything that goes into the delivery and something that really isn't that funny. If you just say it, when you add in the necessary hand gestures or facial expressions or vocal variety, all of a sudden it's hilarious. And and so it's like, it's not just about figuring out what to say. It's how do you deliver this in a way that's authentic, Mm -hmm. but also really creates this lighthearted emotional feel around the entire experience. So I thought that was just important because we talk so much about what to say, but really that's just a teeny part of it. It's also how you say it. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. It's amazing how adding one little gesture or facial expression, you know, an eyebrow raise or something like that, just like completely enhances the the whole story and the joke. That's... Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a good reminder. So on that note, you know, you're talking about delivery, which is huge. One of the other takeaways for me, which was something that I've heard Darren say before, I've heard lots of comedians say this before, but it is such a great reminder is that great lines aren't written, they're rewritten. And so when you do think about the writing, you got to realize like, nobody, like almost nobody, even Jerry Seinfeld or Ellen DeGeneres, they don't just sit down and just like write a perfect line. They identify an opportunity for humor. They apply some of the basic kind of principles of uh, the psychology of what causes people to laugh. They write it, then they go deliver it. Like you were saying, they enhance it, they test it, they tweak it, they edit it. And by the time we ever hear it, in like a stand-up comedy set in front of an arena full of people or on HBO or, you know, some nighttime, late night television show, they've delivered that line hundreds of times. It's totally polished, totally dialed in. And so, you know, if you think, well, I don't know how to write jokes. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Even the people who do it as professionals, they don't do it. It's a craft. It's a skill. It's something that can be practiced just like any sport or artistry you know, humor is, is, is a form of artistry. And, and a lot of it is, you know, there's certainly some that is talent and gifting and that, but a lot of it is just discipline and, and practice and regimen, which for someone like me who was not born naturally funny, that's really, really great news. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think if you just kind of go back to that though, it's like for the people who are going, I don't have hundreds and thousands of hours to go and practice how to do this. It's go back to the whole point of it's about looking around your real life. 
real life is the best place to tell humor and without having to write any jokes, you can be incredibly humorous by just capturing the ridiculousness of life, right? It's like we have two young toddlers. There is at least an incident or a shenanigan every single day that it's like, I cannot believe this just happened. Um, It's like, there's no writing to that. It's capturing the essence of life in the moments that you remember to do it. So a little hope for all of those who are like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to learn how to write jokes. It's like, don't remember to write down the funny stories that already happened. You don't have to create anything. You just have to remember the things that actually happened to you that are funny. Um, And my last thing, and this this is a a little quote that he said somewhere, but it really stuck out to me. And it said, uh, comedy cuts down, humor lifts up. And this Mm. isn't about comedy. This is about humor. This is about lifting up. This is about lightening the mood. This is about giving that mental break to a serious subject or creating that break where the audience needs a little relief. This isn't about making fun. This isn't about cutting anyone down. This is about lifting up and using the humorous parts of life and situations in order to lighten the mood, not cut anyone down. And I really love that. Mm, Amen. Just a little levity to the whole conversation. Well, fantastic. Always love getting AJ's thoughts. Go back, make sure you listen to the full episode, the interview with Darren. You hear from his own mouth what he's talking about. And make sure that you share this recap and both Darren's episode with anyone out there you know who might want to learn how to be funnier and basically anyone you know who's not funny that you (laughs) you listen to this you need help with your stories that's who this is for yes and don't send it to me i will be personally offended if you do that so don't send it back to me but we're so glad to have you keep coming back here we'll catch you next time on the influential personal brand That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 